It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hi, and welcome back. I hope you had a good break. Uh, my name is Sheldon McLeod. This is Thinking Out Loud, and uh, you can find this where you find your favorite podcasts, obviously at saltwire.com, and uh, invite you to find, locate, like, subscribe to our new YouTube channel. And I, I don't know about you, but when, when I see a headline like uh, CEO pay in 2021 hits all uh, time high, here's the broad strokes of this one. By 943 in the morning of January 3rd, the average member of the 100 highest paid CEOs in Canada will have made as much money as the average Canadian worker makes in the entire year. And I don't know how much you make, but the average wage we're talking about here is $58,800. They're making that by breakfast time in the first day. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, uh, that is why they're calling this report Breakfast of Champions. And uh, David McDonald joins us. He's with the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives. And uh, Mr. McDonald, welcome uh, to the program and uh, a happy new year to you. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Happy new year to you too. Now, the Center for Policy Alternatives, tell us a little bit, first of all, how this data is collected. How do you do that? Yeah, so uh, it's actually collected from company reports. So the companies, uh, publicly traded companies in Canada are required to disclose the pay of their top five highest paid employees. Uh, and so one of those is going to be the CEO. And so they disclose that every year and we just collect it from, from their records in essence, and then compile it in a big database. And again, because they're publicly traded, that's part of the requirement under the law, under the legislation. So that's why we know what it is that we know. Uh, tell me a little bit about the record-breaking aspect of this. 2021 was a tough year for a lot of us with inflation, food inflation specifically, but rent, everything went up. The cost of everything went up, but it looks like pay packets for those top-level CEOs also did. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is new all-time high record uh, average pay hitting $14.3 for these top CEOs. Previous record was set in 2018 prior to the pandemic. Um, now, when we take a look at the average worker, uh, they saw a 2% pay cut in that year once you include inflation. So they're worse off because of inflation. Top CEOs saw a 26% pay increase even after you include inflation. And one of the reasons why CEOs are seeing such a big increase is related to inflation. Uh, insofar as inflation has allowed corporate profits to charge through the roof. So we uh, now are seeing higher corporate profits as a percentage of GDP that we've ever seen in Canadian history. And much of CEO pay is actually not coming from a salary. They'll get a salary, but it's a small part of their overall pay package. Most of it comes in the form of various bonuses. And these bonuses are going to be linked to things like 
a profitability of a company or the revenue of a company. Uh, as those go through the roof, uh, in large part due to inflation, CEO salaries, or sorry, rather CEOs aggregate pay packages via their bonuses also go through the roof. And so that's one of the big drivers of this uh, record setting year for CEO pay. So, so when we're talking about some of the other aspects of what it is that uh, a you know a chief executive officer may be taking home, it's this stock option issue, and I don't think a lot of Canadians quite perhaps uh, have a, a, a touchstone there. They're, they don't really have that as part of their life. So, what does that mean if they're paid for stock options, and what are the implications when it comes to tax time? Yeah, so there's three different ways uh, that CEOs are paid on the bonus side. One is just a straight cash bonus. Um, that's that's you know, again, related to meeting some sort of uh, benchmarks that you'd want to meet. Uh, another is being paid in shares in the company. So you just get a whole bunch of shares in the company instead of money, you get paid in shares. Uh, and the third is stock options. Now, stock options are you get a sweetheart deal on the shares in the company. You do have to buy them, uh, but it's, uh, you know, you get a sweetheart deal at some point in the future. That's a stock option. Uh, and so, uh, you know, over the last couple years, um, you know, we see sort of various mixes of these three bonus types. Uh, what's interesting about stock options is that in the middle of 2021, in the middle of this, the, the year that, for which we have data, uh, stock options were capped. Um, there used to be this big uh, tax break for stock options where you'd pay half the tax you would usually pay. Uh, if you were paying stock options instead of in regular money, um, that's been capped so that now you can only make, you know, that half off coupon is only worth, uh, you know, enough to cover the first $200,000 in stock options. So it was, this was, I mean, this long promised, finally delivered uh, halfway through 2021. We don't really see an impact of it in the 2021 data, although we, we may in future years, um, you know, the nature of stock options is uh, that uh, they are sort of dated into the future. And so it will take some time for that to be digested. Now, when uh, the Center for Policy Alternatives releases this information, and it has been an annual report for a number of years, and people start to hear that number. Uh, the, the other one that comes to mind is like tax-free day, you know, when, how long you work in the year in order to just pay the taxes that you owe to, to governments, all layers of governments. But what's, what's the focus here, David? Why put this out there? What is it that you're hoping people will take away from learning this information? Well, you know, it's a, it's an analysis, a very practical analysis of income inequality. So when, you know, a company does well, when the Canadian economy does well, who benefits from that? I mean, we often think that, you know, it's good for all of us if the economy does well. Uh, one of the um, interesting things of tracking, you know, CEO pay versus average worker pay is that's not always true. Uh, you know, we certainly have years where we've got high inflation, great for CEOs, pretty bad for regular workers. What was interesting is that the previous year, 2020, another, you know, this is the pandemic year, um, terrible for uh, for company profits by and large, except that uh, CEOs are were often insulated from that. So they would get, uh, you know, government supports, you know, half of the top CEOs uh, ran companies that either got government supports or they just changed how their bonus formulas were calculated to exclude the impact of the pandemic to, in essence, protect them. Uh, from the potential downside. And so, you know, what these reports reveal is that these bonus structures are really a pay for luck scheme, but only good luck. You know, bad luck is like the pandemic is excluded. Um, but if you happen to be around when you're at a historic time um, in terms of price increases, you can increase prices by historic amounts and therefore drive your profits up to historic levels, uh, then you get a huge bonus as a result of that. Not because, you know, it was anything you did in particular as CEO, you just happen to be at the right place at the right time, you were lucky. And so 
that's really what this reveals is that, you know, this isn't based on merit. It's, it's based on luck. And then we talk about how that compares with the average Canadian salary and how uh, workers have been struggling with inflation. How are we, and I'm not entirely clear and I'm not entirely sure if the report spells this out, but how, how that correlation between inflation and record profits and the record amounts that CEOs, how that ties in together. Can you spell that out for us, David? Yeah, I mean, in terms of how CEOs are benefiting from this, it's really more that the, the corporate sector is benefiting from inflation. Uh, so they've seen much higher corporate profits as a result of inflation. Um, you know, if you can raise your prices, that you know, one of the potential outputs of that uh, is that you can raise your profits, right? Taking more money, you keep more money. Doesn't have to be that way, but it has been that way. You know, in 2021, over that period, um, where we see these corporate profits go way up. Because the CEO pay is based on those corporate profits, uh, you see record high CEO pay. Um, and so really different experience of inflation for workers who uh, may have seen some pay increases, but not nearly at the rate of inflation. And so they're, they're, they're worse off because they can't buy as much with the same money. Uh, on the flip side, uh, this inflation period has been great for CEOs because it's been great for corporate profits. And I was just uh, scrolling through here trying to find uh, that comparator. Uh, how much more times the average wage the average CEO makes? What, what's that number this year? Yeah, the number this year is 243 times. Uh, again, you know, that's kind of hard to contextualize. Um, and without com some comparisons to the past, you know, who knows what, maybe it's always 243 times. Um, you know, CEOs have always made and should always make more than the average worker. Uh, in the 1960s, 1970s in Canada, it was 20 to 30 times more than the average worker. By the end of the 90s, it was 100 times. Uh, by the time we started tracking it in 2008, it was 180 times. Now we're closing in on 250 times. And so it's not so much that CEOs get paid more than the average worker. That's always been the case, and that's something you'd expect. Uh, it's that the gap is growing rapidly. And what power in a capitalist society do we have as consumers? We all have to buy groceries. We all have to buy consumables. That's just the way of, of, of the world. But what is it if you know, this is to enlighten us and to give us some information, maybe even call it ammunition moving forward. How is this going to help? What can we do to affect this disproportionate gap? I mean, as individual consumers, there's basically nothing we can do as individuals. Uh, collectively, though, there's a fair amount we can do. Uh, so, you know, these, this type of uh, pay for luck scheme that drives income inequality is corrosive to social cohesion, right? I mean, if the economy does well and your company does well, but you don't, uh, it's bad for, you know, it's bad for social cohesion in Canada. Uh, we don't have to like these pay packages and it doesn't mean we don't have to tax them. And so this is one of the routes that, uh, you know, public policy can take. Uh, certainly we shouldn't be subsidizing these types of extreme pay packages. And we do do that because we provide specialized tax breaks that are disproportionately go to, to folks like CEOs, things like the capital gains inclusion rate. Um, but I think more broadly, when we think about um, you know, more money for our healthcare system, a real active debate over the course of the fall, uh, or how do we set better standards in our long-term care uh, systems? And, you know, we need revenue for that. We need money for that. Uh, it seems to me that these these uh, pay-for-luck schemes are a good source of that revenue. Uh, and we, so we could, you know, create higher top marginal brackets, create a wealth tax, for instance. Those are ways to recoup some of that money. Uh, but it's a way of saying, look, you know, you want to pay these extreme amounts to your CEOs. That's fine. Uh, but you're going to have to pay higher tax rates so we can use that money in some sense productively so everybody benefits in Canada.
making the political case is one thing, but to affect change at the ballot box, would it make more sense to look to shareholders of companies to ask them to perhaps be the guardians here, since they're also talking about the money that's being taken out of their pockets? Yeah, I mean, there have been some attempts of shareholder groups to try to restrain CEO pay, but they've been fairly muted and they would they don't they would likely only be one off efforts for particular companies. This isn't a problem of a particular company. This is a global problem of the corporate culture. This is, you know, the corporate culture has taken over the reins of how they are paid uh, and that results in these extreme pay packages. Um, and so it's really only something that could be addressed through broader public policy action. And to get this conversation in front of the politicians, that's part of the mandate of the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives? Oh, certainly, to highlight this issue and to compile this data so that we can sort of see it in the aggregate and see it over time. I mean, these are useful trends to follow. Uh, you know, this data doesn't organize itself, uh, you know, and it doesn't put itself on graphs. And so that's part of our role here is to put this data together so people can look at it, look how the situation is changing. And it's not as if, you know, we're not taking steps forward. So the stock option deduction, which is a special tax break for CEOs and other executives that are paid in stock options, was actually closed halfway through 2021. Uh, a lot of discussion of it finally happened. wasn't closed. It was sorry. It was uh, you know put a ceiling of two hundred thousand dollars on it. Um, but it's you know it's an important step towards um, stopping tax breaks that encourage these types of extreme pay packages. And, and just to be clear, uh, because words are important, tax evasion versus tax avoidance. We're talking about avoidance. Yeah, this is com this is completely legal. I mean, no one's doing. I'm not claiming anyone's doing anything legal here. These are completely legal ways of uh, not paying the, the full tax rate. Yeah, again, not not an accusation, just a realization that using the correct language and terminology, because this this does seem to be very complicated in some ways, simple in others, but grossly unfair to people who are just trying to put food on their table to get their, you know, pay for their rent and their mortgage and whatever electricity costs they have. It, it, it does feel unfair. So, so David, moving from here, um, what's the next thing that we as you know, consumers should look for from either from the Center for Policy Alternatives or just in general when it comes to trying to see a, a more level or even playing field here? Yeah, I mean, I think it take now I think, you know, we have seen some movement, you know, in terms of the stock option deduction, you know, that's sort of a tax loophole that was limited. Uh, we did see higher uh, top marginal, top uh, marginal bracket introduced in 2016. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of movement beyond those two, but certainly a pretty healthy debate about whether we should see a wealth tax or not in the last federal election. And so I think it's something that, uh, you know, we continue to highlight these increases in income inequality and the benefits uh, that inflation has delivered to corporate Canada in terms of higher profits. Uh, hopefully we'll see more movement, uh, you know, on some uh, of the recommendations that, uh, you know, that we've been making. I mean, there have been there has been progress. Hopefully we'll continue to see more in 2023. And obviously the alternative budget uh, document that the, is, that the policy alternative uh, comes up with each year is something else to keep a, an eye towards. Uh, once again, just kind of recapping, by 9.43 in the morning, January 3rd, the average member of the 100 highest paid CEOs in Canada will have made as much money as the average Canadian worker makes an entire year. It's $58,800 by breakfast time in the year's first work day. Did it, did it surprise you when you saw that finally crunched out and, and put on paper? I mean, <clears throat> I was actually a bit more surprised last year, frankly, in 2020. Uh, it wasn't an all new time. Uh, it wasn't an all time high last year uh, in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. Um, but uh, it was the second highest on record, which I thought was quite telling insofar as 
you know, I sort of imagined that CEO pay would actually go down. I mean, it was, it was legitimately a bad year for corporate profits and corporate revenue, uh, but it really didn't. Um, it actually went up slightly between 2019 and 2020. Uh, I was fairly amazed with that. Um, the fact that uh, we're seeing these record high corporate profits that then drives this huge jump in the record for CEO pay, you know, isn't quite as surprising for me. I, you know, it is interesting to continue to see. I always wonder sometimes, you know, you just we're just publishing the data here. You always wonder whether there's going to be a new record. There's a lot less interest, frankly, if it's not a new record. Uh, and so you always wonder, and I, you know, I've wondered over the last couple of years, we keep hitting new, new records every couple of years. Um, and, uh, you know, here we are seeing another big, big new record. And I think, wow, you know, CEOs will never match this 14, $14 million is a tremendous amount of money on average. Uh, but, you know, what's going to happen is that, you know, two, three years from now, we'll be back here saying, oh, it's a new all time record, 15 million or 16 million. Um, so, you know, the trend is pretty clear here, which is that um, uh, CEO pay continues to go up and there's no real limit to it, frankly. Well, and if a pandemic didn't interrupt it, uh, an apparent or, an, you know, a recession that may be on the horizon may not impact it either. Um, David McDonald, uh, an economist with the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives. Thank you so much for this. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.